Have a little respect for your elders. But I got nothing. Yeah, I know you got nothing. You got no class, you got no soul, no style. Look at you. You think this is hip? Hip? You think this is hip? I don't know what you're talking about. I'm talking about this little beanie you call a hat, punk. Put this on. You're, you're delusional. Put the shirt on. Start ironing your pants. Powder your feet. Perfume your bed sheets. You got a lady? Yeah. All right. Well, treat her right. Go watch a sunset with her instead of your precious porno, all right? How do you feel? I feel alive, huh? <laughs> I like you, kid. All right, get out of here. Go, scrap! Get out of here! Hey! Who loves you, baby? more money? Sure, we all do. So call this free number to find out how easy it is to train at home for a better career. All the tired horses in the sun I'm supposed to get in and ride and done Sure, we all do. We bid Your internet radio dial is in the perfect position, and Race to the Bottom is on the air. Time to sit back and enjoy some refreshing Winslow tea. Try it hot, lukewarm, or over ice. Have it with milk and sugar, or a lemon wedge. Or oh natural. Mm, mm, mm. Now that's Winslow Tea, a New York City tradition since 1872. Ask for it by name at the tea house or your local greengrocer, because that's how you know it's Winslow. bottom race to the 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 bottom 
race to the bottom, 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 race to the bottom. Oh, voilà! Comment on dit voilà? Right? Right, guys? From the Winslow T. Broadcast booth in sunny Bushwick, Brooklyn, this is Race to the Bottom. How's it going, guys? I'm your host, Jonathan Dean Reed. Like that full name? It's a full name type of day. This is Radio Free Brooklyn. It's it's uh, five past the hour. Now it's six past the hour. What if I just did that the whole the whole day, the whole morning? Just told the time. At least you'd hear Bremer and McCoy in the background. Our Nordic friends. Nordic track. You remember that? That workout um, thing? It was like the Bowflex. But it was more Nordic. My opening monologue is sponsored by Winslow Tea. I've got a can of Winslow Tea. Check this out. Ah, nice. Canned Winslow Tea. Let's try it. I haven't tried this yet. This is the new line of canned tea. Hmm? Ah. That's how you know it's Winslow. Mm -mm -mm. Thank you, as always, to Winslow T for sponsoring my opening monologue. And how about that mashup we heard from... What's the name of that? Cinema Nouveau or Cafe Nouveau? They did the 90s version of Lean On Me. As if the Bill Weathers... Weathers? Bill uh, Weather Underground version was not... I've, I think I've talked about this before. I think that Bill Withers' Lean On Me might be the best song ever written. But Cafe Nouveau, they didn't care. You think they cared? They needed to make it for the, um, the movie. With Morgan Freeman. I gotta pull some clips from that. But you know what I did pull some clips from? My buddy, Tom Demena, he did uh, the undead Telly Savalas, and that was from Telly's Tips. Was that what that was called? I, don't, I forgot the name of that video, but heard from uh, Tom Demena as Telly Savalas, giving some advice to the hipsters. We heard from um, Sally Struthers. My wife and I were talking about that that ad. That old Sally was on during the 80s. We were talking about ads last night. You remember how many ad, how many cereal ads there used to be on TV? And just food ads in general? Candy bars? Gum? Is gum food? The phones will be ringing on that topic today. Is gum food? Get your dialing fingers ready. Um... 
Who else did we hear? I I I love the I I put the that Coldplay song in there. Don't panic. But my editing skills, I edited out Chris Martin singing. There's a guy pitching last night for the Braves called Chris Martin. I don't think it was that guy I edited out, but that would, uh, you know, wouldn't be too far-fetched. Um, thank you to Bernie Sanders for um, singing our Race to the Bottom theme, and thank you to Kreckle and Woe for, as always, for providing your um, music and talents to such to the best they call it the best theme song in the uh, western hemisphere so that was we were uh, voted that in theme song magazine 12 years running so listen I want to be somebody who who feels comfortable enough saying starting sentences listen I don't do that, but I'm going to start. I'm going to start today. So listen, this show is one of those magic eye shows. You remember that from the 90s where you'd look at at a a picture and if you like crossed your eyes the right way, it would turn into a magic eye. Today is uh, it would turn into a 3D image. If you uh, listen to today's show correctly, um, that will also happen to you. An auditory 3D experience. That's psychedelic. Uh, but enough shenanigans. Um, I had a eventful week. I am at a new school, which I've decided that I cannot really talk too much about. But um, one little vignette, as my dad likes to say. My dad would always say, so any interesting vignettes from your day? <laughs> Let me give you a little vignette. Um, there's a teacher at my school who dips. We've been having breakfast together because it's orientation. This teacher dips his, uh, his, his like breakfast, like croissant or whatever into his coffee, like the repeatedly, like the whole croissant um, every morning, and it really bothers me. And I think the thing that bothers me the most—well, f- part of it is just to the the way he moves his his hands and fingers and the way he chews. But I think the bigger thing is I imagine I I bet that the 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 croissant or the you know the scone. I bet it tastes good dipped in coffee, but what about I haven't watched long enough because I'm kind of disgusted, but what is it then does he drink the coffee that's like filled with like scone scraps? Phones will also be ringing on that topic if you want to call in and talk about dipping dipping your breakfast bread into your coffee pro con so we got that on the table but you know 
you can the the thing about life is you got to be able to be rattled by something like that but then just keep rolling it's like a a great pitcher uh can you know somebody hits a home run they they throw it right you know they they're trying to throw a pitch and that gets out over the plate and the and the 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 guy the guy cranks it out of the park you got to be able to you know get get rocked and then start you know they say great athletes have short memories um so i'm i got to be like that i got to be cold as ice cold ice cold uh and that's what i'm going to try to do today i'm going to try to be cold as ice um i can't find more music so that was that was bremer and mccoy Drobber, part 1 and part 2 i wish i had something but i'm just going to keep going here we go so you go to Paris, France. Uh, I went to the, a Mets game this uh, Tuesday. Uh, it was supposed to be a, a college l- alumni thing for my wife's college, uh, but nobody showed up but my wife and myself and my wife's friend. And uh, remind me, so when you go to City Field, and, and Mom, I know you don't like when I talk about baseball, but I'm going to try to make this engaging for non-baseball fans. Okay. You go to City Field, <clears throat> and there's an apple um, right out in center field. And when a Met hits a home run, they raise the apple. And I remember the first time I went to City Field with my wife, at that time my girlfriend, um, I somebody hit a home run, and they raised the apple, and I turned and I said, you know, I it's fun and all, but it's just kind of grossly corporate to me that they would be sponsored by Applebee's like this and have that kind of uh you know, that kind of marketing even for a home run. She she I think that was the first time she gave me major shade and was just like, "Are you serious? It's the big apple." So that that uh <laughs> that was a fun memory as people were cranking some HRs not human resources but I am going to talk about human resources today so get ready for that um also that I saw speaking of of sponsorship uh there there was some Chick-fil-A sponsorship going on at the at the game and as you know if you are uh, in the know politically, you know that Chick-fil-A is, is kind of a uh, right-wing, uh, conservative right-wing Christian company. They don't, they're not open on Sundays, and they hate gay people and stuff. And it just it stinks because, like, people know that, but they, they, like, the, they like Chick-fil-A chicken and uh well uh what are those called waffle fries they like them so much their secret their polynesian sauce they like it so much that they don't they don't care they continue to patronize it even though the their politics are abhorrent and i was thinking what if uh what if 
there were a lot of right-wing conservative uh, products and like comedy or like if conservatives threw like really great parties that were as good as Chick-fil-A. What would that do to our politics where people were like, you know what? I, I know this never happens where somebody's like, I know he's a right-wing jerk, but gosh, he's funny. But that doesn't happen because right-wing people are closed-minded and not funny. But I think there might be the solution to this problem. Have you guys heard about this Popeye's, uh, this new Popeye's chicken sandwich everybody's freaking out about? I have to go try one. I've been trying to not eat very much meat, but I got to try this Popeye's chicken sandwich that people are saying is, is coming to save the world. There was actually a New Yorker, uh, I tongue in cheek thing, but I didn't read it because I've clicked on too many articles. I, I, you got a five free articles each month for the New Yorker and you know, you gotta, you gotta really, you gotta earn your clicks. But yeah, um, so the, uh, the Mets have been doing really well and, um, I'm going again on Tuesday to go see them. And I, I, I was hoping that our buddy Howie could call about the Mets, but, uh, he is in LA. So, uh, he's, he's, uh, he's on a, he's on assignment in LA. But the, even, even with all this, you know, 538, the politics podcast, they, well, they, they do the politics, but they, they started out, this guy, Nate Silver, he, he predicted, he started out by using analytics to predict baseball, uh, odds. And then he moved into electoral politics. But they did this article this week that said, uh, they, they ran the numbers to try to find the most average team. And it's supposedly it's the Mets, which is crazy because it does not feel that way. It feels like they're either the worst team or the best team. And that's, uh, you know, that's how I like it. There's this crazy guy, uh, Yasiel Puig, who's kind of one of my favorite things. I've, I've talked about him on the show. We saw, got to see him play. He likes to lick his bat, his baseball bat, just to clarify. Um, my favorite dude on the Mets, Michael Conforto, everybody has walk on music. I should have call on music. If you call up the show, I should give you your specific. That is a good idea. I got to write that down. But Michael Conforto, I've been going to games, uh, since Michael Conforto has been a Met and every time he walks up, batters get to pick what song they want as they, they walk up to the plate. And, you know, Drake, Michael Conforto has always had a Drake song playing, that rapper Drake. And I think that we should do a campaign where we get Michael Conforto to be able to hang out with Drake and film it. And that's going to start here on Race to the Bottom. But uh, last thing about the, about the uh, thing, the Mets game. There was a, um, they usually play this Billy Joel song, Piano Man. That's like their, uh, they do it as part of the seventh inning stretch. But I think they they didn't do it when I was there, and I was excited about it. Um, so I'm going to start a thing called uh, hashtag rescind Piano Man. You put like five, 
five cent vocabulary words into hashtags. Resend Piano Man. Right? How you guys doing on uh, Song of Solomon? I'm I'm still on 125. I'm too busy. But again, we're it's turning into a fall book club. Get your uh, copies ready. Get get reading because we're doing um the race to the bottom book club with Song of Solomon. So, uh, such a good book. But. You know, I talk a lot of trash on the show. That's why I have to balance it out with some love. And uh, thanks to Johnny's, um, as I said last week, Johnny's has given me more space to kind of spread out on this uh, second season of the show. So let's let's talk about uh, what I recommend in a segment I like to call Recommended. People say the best place in Western North Carolina get a muffler, a transmission, a timing belt, or a suspension replaced at Johnny's. Why? Because at Johnny's Automotive, they do the job right and check it. That's Johnny's way. Come down to Johnny's on the corner of Crisco Road and Popular Creek and get your vehicle fixed right the first time. Uh, two things I would like to recommend this week for people who live in New York or come visit. Man, I went out on the f- uh, uh, on the ferry. We we went from uh, from where we live in a, in Astoria all the way to Rockaway Beach. It, we took two ferries. Man, this this New York City ferry system is is out of this world. It's so cool, and and uh, supposedly it's it's. Losing a little bit of money right now because people, uh, you know, aren't aren't riding it as much as they hoped they would. But who, you know, who cares? So what? Who cares? It's it's a public good, and it's so beautiful, and it's so nice getting on uh, out on the water and stuff. Um, so I really recommend uh, the New York City ferry system. Uh, also. I have been really, really into this album by Bill Callahan. He is a deep, deep-voiced um, kind of folk singer, poet. Um, I don't even know how to categorize him. I guess really uh, hip, hip people have known about him for a long time, but I'm really, um, you know, getting started. And his new record called Shepherd in a Sheepskin Vest is amazing um and i'm remiss is this the correct uh use of usage of this word i'm remiss to play this play the any one song because the whole album is is kind of what you need to listen to at first well I'll, i'll keep listening to it and and see if i can't isolate like one one track that would be nice to play but uh you know and i can't break it down i the you know it's not me to do like a, a exegesis of the of the record uh you know um you know a critical explanation or interpretation of a text 
Uh, that's not up to me to do right now. But exegesis is our word of the day. We got Ambrose Akin Mursere in the background. And that was the opening monologue sponsored by Winslow T. That's how you know it's Winslow, and that's how you know it's Race to the Bottom on Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, the phone number is 718-928-9732. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you didn't like. I used to work at a pizza place, and the, there was like a... They were trying to get more customer feedback, and my boss, this guy, uh, Bob Black, would say... He would talk to everybody and say, Okay, and here's your pizza, and here's your receipt. And on the back here, you can uh, look. You can call this phone number, tell, tell us what you liked, what you didn't like, and you can uh, be drawn to win $1,000. So you can do that, okay? Okay, bye. So, uh, yeah, you, you can call 718-928-9732. Tell me what you liked, what you didn't like. You can talk about, you can call up and tell me whether you think gum is food. Or you can talk about dipping your, uh, what you think about dipping your breakfast bread into, uh, into your coffee, pro, con. Or you can uh, call and talk about whatever you want. Um, I'm going to do kind of open phones for like, uh, like 15 minutes. So I'm going to, if you call, you can just get in, get out, get out, try to see how many my dad said we should just try to see how many phone calls we can get in in 15 minutes. So let's see. How many can we do? Uh, get those dialing fingers ready. Once again, 718-928-9732. If nobody calls, again, I got stuff I can talk about. I, I, this Johnny's political checkup is going to be uh, huge today. I've got a lot to talk about. So if you don't call, that's fine, too. I, I know it's early in the morning. I know it's... Uh, you know, it's been a long week. I know we're all exhausted from modern life. So do what you will, okay? What if I just kept putting disclaimers on for like the next 15 minutes that, and, and then no one could call anyway? That would be funny. Um, <clears throat> but you know what's really funny is... Uh, no, you know what's not funny. Actually, that would be a better transition. Is... um. Is the information I need to get to you? Uh, here's here's some uh, here's some FAQs. Here's the answers to your FAQs, um, and then we'll take some calls. If you'd like to listen to RFB when you're not in front of your computer, please consider downloading our free mobile app for iPhone and Android. Available in the App Store for iPhone or the Google Play Store for Android. Also, please be sure to subscribe to our monthly newsletter for the latest news about new programming and upcoming RFB events. You can sign up at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash newsletter. Radio Free Brooklyn is a 501c3 nonprofit organization whose mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, and free expression. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. To help support our mission, we invite you to make a one-time donation or monthly pledge at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org donate. Every cent helps us to continue to stay on the air. So please support independent community media by pledging whatever you can afford. 
All contributions are tax-deductible to the fullest extent of the law. Again, that's RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. Radio Free Brooklyn is proud to announce that we have launched an after-school program for teenagers to learn media literacy through media making using a hands-on approach guided by local professionals. If you'd be interested in participating or donating to this program, please go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash afterschool. And remember, all donations are tax-deductible. Radio Free Brooklyn. It's Dr. Dad. Oh, ho, ho, Dr. Dad. Dad Dr. Dad is, uh, well, first of all, before I get ahead of myself, this is uh, my dad, your doctor, Dr. Dad, longtime caller to the show. Dr. Dad, is, is gum food? <laughs> I think uh, it's a part, you know, psychiatrists going to give you a, a yes and no answer. Part of most most gum has a little taste in there, a little, which is probably sugary and stuff. So that part of it, yes. Uh, now I suppose if you swallow it, it might turn into food, but most people don't swallow it. So I'd say it's, I'd say it's about five percent food and and ninety five percent not food. What what's your take on uh, people dipping uh, their like breakfast bread or cookies into their uh, coffee or, or tea? <laughs> Actually, what I do, I'm in favor of some kind of dipping because I dip my um, graham crackers in. I like to. The problem is you can't dip it for very long, or it'll fall up, fall into because it turns into the solid turns into liquid. So you gotta you gotta dip it just about one or two seconds. But then it's so juicy when you eat it, mm. it's it's really good. So, but I've never tried the other the other kind of dippings, but. Uh, I think it's worth a try. You, so, if so, say you're you're kind of pushing the, you're feeling a little um, like uh, a a little dangerous that day, and you want to yeah. push push the envelope and maybe dip the graham cracker for like three seconds, and, and then it and then it kind of uh, turns into that semi solid and falls into the into your tea or coffee. How, what what happens then in your well, in your world? Well, the problem is sometimes it falls on your lap, mm. and uh, then it's kind of messy, gooey. Uh, but if it falls into your tea, yeah, it is a good question. I, I'm pretty careful, so that doesn't happen much. But I guess you would, you 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 would have a, a gram tasting coffee. Yeah, this guy, Grammy. this guy, yeah, this guy at my uh, at my work does not seem careful. Uh, with his, I don't even know. He might not even uh, drink the coffee afterwards. He's so he's so haphazard with his dipping. Uh-huh. I I it's it would almost be like a pour a porridge by the time he's done. <laughs> uh huh. Um, yeah. Yeah. So now that we've got the the small the, the small talk, I know you're the kind of guy that you you like to you don't like the small talk. You like the big. Existential, big yeah, big yeah. existential questions. So what's? Yeah, well, I, w- I wanted to follow up on what you said last week. At the end, you said you thought you thought the only way that we're going to get the uh, omelet bar uh, away from us is if there's a um, <clears throat> uh, economic crash. Well, your wish came true in the stock market. I thought, man, my son has got a lot of power. I mean, you kind of wish that, and then lo and behold. Uh, Stock market crashed about five days later. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
uh, for those just be- becoming initiated to the show, Omelet Bar is the name that we give to our current president. Um, and uh, he got that name when from when the great picture of him standing at Mar-a-Lago waiting for his, his omelet at this chintzy omelet bar when he was like dressed up like a, a, a serial killer. So, um, yeah. So he's going to, he's going to blame you for, for doing it. You know, you got to be careful. He's going to, he's going to blame the Democrats, especially you for the crash. If it, if it happens. And, uh, you know, the, I was thinking that the really sad thing about uh, the, the, this whole direction is that, uh, this Christmas we, we will not be able to buy any, any presents. Because I've noticed in the past that when you at Christmas time, everything that you give to your little grandkids, it's it's got a made in China sign. Oh yeah. And so we're just going to have to sit around and mope. I don't know what we'll do, but uh, well, we have to. Pretty grim. He, uh, I think he he said he hereby ordered that we look for alternate uh, alternative. you know, manufacturing sources. So maybe we'll right. go with in, we'll have to, Indonesia. We'll have to change our Christmas shopping to please Trump. Yeah, yeah. So, so what else is going on today, Dad, Doctor Dad? Uh, well, I was, I was thinking, race to the bottom. You know, we psychiatrists, we do try to get to the bottom, but we can't race there. People are too scared to go deep into their emotional worlds you have to kind of develop trust and then you go bit by bit and stuff so we do go to the bottom of the problems we try to yeah but we can't race there we got it we got to take it gently well um, well um in that spirit and in the spirit that you said to make the call short i i don't want to get too deep with you before uh to scare off any other callers so i'm gonna well well and one more thing is i want I want some women to call in. You know, it's this is not just, race the bottom is not just a a guy program. It's for everybody, and uh, it should be like a family thing with uh, with women and some. Well, I've had my grandkids call in, so that's good. You have, but uh, yeah, I so maybe, maybe I agree. Maybe I can encourage some women to call in. Well, from your lips to God's ears, Doctor Dad, and uh, thank you for the call, and we'll we'll talk to you soon. Great. Okay. Bye. 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 Support for Race to the Bottom comes from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, the William and Flora Hewlett Foundation, the Hewing Marion Kaufman Foundation, the Melville Charitable Trust, the Moby Dick Charitable Trust, the Charitable Trust for people who have read Moby Dick, the Charitable Trust for people who say they have read Moby Dick, the Carnegie Corporation of New York, the Carnegie Corporation of Alabama, the Alfred P. Sloan Foundation, the Alfred E. Newman Foundation, the Mad Magazine Foundation, the Cracked Magazine Foundation, the Annie E. Casey Foundation, the Easy E Foundation, the Geraldine R. Dodge Foundation, the Ford Foundation, the Chevy Foundation, the Bob Seeger Foundation, the Boss Skaggs Foundation, the My Uncle Said My Music Sounds Like Boss Skaggs Foundation, the Who Is Boss Skaggs Foundation, the Joyce Foundation, the Noise Foundation, the People Who Say Nice Like Noise Foundation, Joan Crock, the That's a Crock Foundation, the National Endowment for the Arts, the Stanley Foundation, the Angela Foundation, the Oscar Foundation, the Creed Foundation, the Phyllis Foundation, AARP, Alaska Airlines, American Society of Clinical Oncology, 
American Society of Non-Clinical Oncology, American Society of Partially Clinical Oncology, Charles Schwab, The Conoco Phillips Company, The Wilson Phillips Company, First Look Studios Home Entertainment, Blockbuster Video, Miramax Films, The National Association of Professional Organizers, The National Association of Semi-Professional Disruptors, The American Speech, Language, and Hearing Association, The American SDFU Association, Anheuser-Busch Companies, Dow Chemical Company, T. Rowe Price, Corn Rowe Price, General Motors Corporation, Specific Motors Corporation, National Association of Realtors, Johnson Controls, and The Carey Group. Trouble here with Clue Haywood, last year's American League home run champ at the plate. Vaughn kicks, fires. Here is a swing and a drive toward left field and deep. Oh boy. Boy, too high, too high. It is gone. A grand slam home run for Haywood. Too high? What does that mean, too high? Too high. My three sons. Starring Fred McMurray. For his first hit of the year. Oh. He drives one. Deep left field. That goes up to him. Back near the wall. It's out of here. <laughs> Bartolo has done it. The impossible has happened. not like clockwork what the heck johnny i'm sorry here let's let's hear from johnny the johnny's automotive we want to make sure that the job's done right the first time that's why when you bring in your car we check it to see what's wrong with it and we decide what's wrong with it then we have you look at it and make sure that you agree what's wrong with it then we begin to fix the car once the car is fixed then we check our work then we check it again and then we bring in you to make sure that you agree that it's fixed and checked then we make sure that the job is done right that is why at johnny's automotive the work is always done correctly and we strive for perfection come down and see us today at johnny's automotive on the corner of crisco road and popular creek at johnny's we do it right and then check it that's johnny's way see you soon All right, let's try this again. There we go. 
like clockwork. With a na- last name like Reed, you know I know how to read a re- good... Uh, uh. Too tired this morning. I stayed up and watched the Mets lose in 14 innings, and I'm tired. With a last name like Reed, I know how to read a good deal. Or should I say, with a last name like Reed, you know I know how to read a good deal. That's kind of cooler. That's why I go to Johnny's Automotive where they get the job done and check it. That's Johnny's way. For more on this, it I have to say something before I say for more on this. All right, let's take it from the top. With a last name like Reed, you know I know how to read a good deal. That's why I go to Johnny's Automotive to get the job done right and have it checked. That's Johnny's way. It's been a crazy week. For more on this, <laughs> it's time for... It's time for What in the Crap. What in the Crap. What in the Crap. Well, um, I also am having a hard time this morning because I'm sad. And I know we all are sad. To say goodbye to uh, David Koch. He was the cool one. He, uh, I know everybody hates the Koch brothers, but Charles Koch was the, is the bad guy. David Koch was a saint and it's really sad. Uh, it's so hard to say, I should have gotten it so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. Ready for today. Um, so yeah, it's been a crazy, crazy week and I, I, I know we don't want to. I don't do I even want to talk about omelet bar? I'll just say a couple things. So I saw this thing uh I just saw this headline from the New York Times this week. And it really blew my socks off. It said some former omelet bar administration officials in recent days said they were increasingly worried about the president's behavior, suggesting it stems from rising pressure on omelet bars. The economy seems more worrisome and next year's election approaches. So, of course, these people, these brave ex-Trump, ex-omelet bar officials are, you know, they know that they're complicit in the end of the world. But they, uh, so they, so they assuage their guilt by the brave, brave task of talking uh, anonymously on background to New York Times reporters as if that's okay. Uh, this guy who says he's the chosen one. And, you know, I don't, th- uh, to all my evangelical uh, friends listening, I have dabbled in uh, Christian theology, and I'm pretty sure that saying, calling yourself the, the chosen one is like the worst possible thing that you can do as a purported Christian. Uh, and I think that you all know that as well. So this deal with uh, the devil is, is uh, I hope it's working out for you guys. Um, but, you know, I was I was complaining about these people 
anonymously, um, you know, expressing their concerns about Omelette Bar. And somebody was like, well, you know, they're afraid of what's going to happen. But, you know, what about the mooch? These people, or what about uh, Dancing with the Stars guy, uh, Spicy? The, these guys could could uh, slag. I know uh, Omelette Bar will go after him, but the, the these these media people, it's not like they're going to get blackballed by the media. You know, you would hope that in a in a normal world, any of these people that were were able to work for Omelette Bar would would just that would be the end of their career. But that's not how it's going to happen. Uh, you know, who's like the worst? Uh, Stephen Miller's probably going to come out against Omelet Bar pretty soon and then have like an MSNBC show right right before Chris Hayes. Like there's no these the media doesn't care. And the the Mooch is he's he's making a completely rebranding himself as as is uh Denson with the Stars guy. Um okay, so that's my thoughts on that. Also, we talked a little bit about um, Bernie's critique of the media last week. And, um, you know, smart people, when they talk about this stuff, they mention this this Chomsky book called Manufacturing Consent. And uh, it sounds like like a lot of Chomsky stuff. It sounds kind of impenetrable. But I was I was, you know, I went to the Wikipedia page of Manufacturing Consent. And it makes sense. And I just want to... So there's four ways in which the the media um, toes the line for the status quo and, and borders upon uh, kind of uh, fascism at, all, at any time, not just right now. There's... Um, number one is the size, ownership, and profit orientation. So mass media outlets are profit-based. They're, they have to be large. They have to... Um, they have to cater to the financial uh, interest of their owners and investors, right? And so you have to you have to be big and profitable to 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 have some command as as a media uh, organization. You also um, there's also an advertising license to do business, right? Since the majority of revenue of um, these out- outlets derives from advertising, advertisers have like a de facto licensing authority. So if you're not, you're not viable without advertisers. You even see this on YouTube, even with small people like Young Turks or, or uh, you know, or conservative people. Everybody needs, I need Johnny's Automotive, right? News, therefore, must cater to the political prejudices and economic desires of their advertisers. So that's another way that that and this is the way that media is is self-censored. It's not like you've got Jeff Bezos coming down and and telling uh, telling The Washington Post what to do. These is this is what tells them there's the sourcing mass media news. This is access right to to keep access. You um you need um, you need to stay friendly, like a Maggie Haberman situation, right? Um, 
and non-routine sources struggle for access, and they'll be uh, ignored by gatekeepers. And then uh, finally you have, uh, oh, there's two more. Flack flack and enforcers. Flack refers to negative responses to a media statement or program, like letters, complaints, boycotts. And this can be organized by big, um, you know, by big lobbying corporations. And then finally, at the time that, that Chomsky wrote the book, he said the fifth one was anti-communism, but that has since changed to like the war on terror, right? So anything that you say has to be filtered through the war on terror, right? And you can't in any way go against that. So um, that's your crash course, my crash course in um, manufacturing consent. Um just just to say that that uh you know bernie uh as usual he might not be the best messenger but he's got the message um uh so that leads us to uh who do you want to win who's going to win who do you want to win and who going to win so um, who do you want to win? Who's going to win, if you don't mind me asking? I just don't want to be your president to be your president. Your 45 I want to be your president to do the job. I'm still holding on to that torch. The heck do you mean? The heck do you mean? <laughs> so um, a couple things that have struck me this past week. I was So I said I was going to talk about HR um, and, like, um, I was in, in this HR briefing in my new school and they were talking about like unwanted advances in the workplace and it reminded me that um one of their examples was like repeatedly asking someone out um and it reminded me that i heard this story i i didn't didn't find it for for this but i'm sure i could because i know how to research baby um that was creepy uh, anyway, Joe Biden asked his uh, wife, Jill, Dr. Biden, as they call her, he asked her out. He asked her to uh, marry him like seven times. That's like part of their courtship story. Call HR. Right. I think you better call HR. Um, as Erica Badu sang. Uh, so, yeah. So, but uh, um, Biden's still the front runner. Uh, although Warren is is uh, slowly rising. Um, what's her name has been uh, kind of out of the picture. I haven't anybody heard from uh from Kamala. Uh, I promised I was going to play this again. People love this. This is a clip of, of Kamala Harris uh, making chicken with her husband, uh, Doug. This is my go-to roast chicken. Douglas, will you scrape pepper in here? Rosemary leaves off of here. Oh, like three times as much. I bet you Okay, so yeah, really. now, Douglas, will you, if you can just peel them, honey. Salt? Oh, like three times as much. Good job, Dougie! Hey. Douglas, will you chopped herbs? Oh, like three times as much. The lemon zest, the minced garlic, spoon all this. Oh, like three times as much. Good 
job, Dougie. As this roasts, this is all going to just get fragrant. Douglas, will you tie that little bad boy up? Good job, Dougie. There's our chicken. Good job, Dougie. I don't know why people wanted to hear that so bad. They were demanding it. That's weird. It's a weird cooking show. Um, so, yeah, uh, de Blasio, our lovely mayor, uh, made the news this week by there's this place, Defara, that everybody says is the best pizza in New York. They got closed for uh, not pay- paying their back taxes. And de Blasio uh, made some waves this week by saying he would do anything to keep them open. And people said, are you going to use government funds to pay for their back taxes? That's kind of messed up. And then he uh, and then he went to. The gym in Park Slope. Um, Mayor Pete um, for uh, is, a, is a great intersection between uh, the things that this show cares about. He Mayor Pete said he he's going to go. He goes against the this idea that they're going to do the DH in the National League. Uh, that's that's when in the American League the the pitchers don't have to go up to bat. And they're trying to make that happen in the National League. Mayor Pete's against that. And I, you know, I, I agree with Mayor Pete. I think it's fun to have the the, the pitchers bat in the National League. Um, Beto O'Rourke, there was a, a thing where it says, uh, this This is one of the articles I did click on in the New York New Yorker. Uh, Beto O'Rourke's campaign reboot feels more like an end than a beginning. They're saying he might run for Senate. And I say, go for it. That's what you should do. Beto, love you as as a Senate candidate. Uh, don't don't not into you as a presidential candidate. And uh, finally, I if I you I used to do apologies on the show. I'm I'm going anti apology, um, for which I will not apologize. Taking a Biden uh, move and not apologizing. But if I did apologize, I think I said. Um, Kristen Gillibrand. I see. I still don't know. And uh, this is the thing. Kirsten or Kirsten or Kristen. I think the hardest thing in the English language is the difference between Kirsten, Kirsten and Kristen. Um, And I've known people with all three of those variations of their name and they're very specific about which one it is. And then I get all into my head about which one which variation it is, and then I just, I, I can't, I can't hang. Um, Seth Moulton, I think he was a character from The Office. Um, he dropped out of the, out, out of the campaign, and then Ensley dropped out, and that actually is, is a big bummer. Um, if I had more time, I would play, um, turn on your heart light for him. Um, uh, he's going to run for governor. He's the big, uh, he had the big climate thing. Hopefully, hopefully he, he's going to be in the, um, in the cabinet in Elizabeth Warren's cabinet or Bernie's cabinet, uh, for the EPA. Right. Um, okay. So that was a political checkup sponsored by Johnny's. Uh, I've been obsessed with this song, which I will end the show, uh, with, uh, I didn't love this song. Well, I loved this album, but it was kind of the song that didn't do it for me. But now it's, man, is it doing it for me. 
This is off Beck's album Morning Phase. And it's called Blackbird Chain. And I like it a lot. Um, well, that about does her. Wraps her all up. And it was a pretty good story, don't you think? Made me laugh to beat the band. Parts, anyway. I guess that's the way the whole darned human comedy keeps perpetuating itself. Down through the generations. Westward the wagons. Across the sands of time until we... Oh, look at me. I'm rambling again. Well, I hope you folks enjoyed yourselves. Catch you later on down the trail. Yes. How's, how about them apples? Um, this has been Race to the Bottom, Radio Free Brooklyn. Crime Talk BK is coming up. Uh, please stay tuned. I'll talk to you guys next week. Give me traces of your lifeblood flowing in a loving cup. And tell me I'm dream, 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 dream. I'll never wake up. I keep saking a dresser drum. From who knows where A symbol of your exegesis And a full-length mirror